podcast i'm just gonna start calling it the morning show because we've yet to have a wednesday show on actually wednesday so i'm uh i'm in, joined here again with uh brent carlson from the moving iron not from the moving iron podcast you're from the dryland farmer podcast i damn sure I'm don't get the paid by the moving iron podcast i can guarantee <laughs> you that <laughs> but yeah so i me and brent started doing this a while back and we've kind of been hit or miss here i think this is probably our 10th show that we've done together and it's kind of a uh, spin on on what's going on in the ag market, and we're kind of doing some some light humor back and forth. But before we get too far down that road, Brent, why don't you talk to him a little bit about the the Dryland Farmer podcast and what that is? Well, we're starting to have a regular recurring character called Casey Seymour. He's been on there several times now, but uh, we are a more than lighthearted humor. It's really all. It's not obscene, but it's getting close at this point. I still bleep stuff out just for this, just for comedic effect. But uh, uh, me and my co- co-host Landon Nolan, we do a lot of talking about just whatever. We uh, just uh, actually it's dropping today. We had our 2020 predictions, and uh, Casey offered his. I uh, asked uh, Landon and Casey questions, and I asked them to make a prediction. And um, they gave us some interesting answers. So uh, that's coming out today. Um, uh, other than that, we've got, I mean, we're just all over the place, really. We might we might throw in some farming talk during the growing season, but it's kind of hard to really get motivated to talk farming during this time of the year. So uh, we leave that up to the uh, the uh, RFD TV people and yeah. the Big Joe Polka Show. So uh, we have a good time. <laughs> yeah, the poker. Have show. you ever? Is it like a fishing show at the Big Joe Poker Show where you just stop and you have to watch it for five minutes? Yeah, I've watched. Don't they have another one on there too? Like something Molly B or something like that? Molly B's polka. Yeah, that's it. So they got two two polkas. I didn't realize there was that much of a demand to have two two rival shows. To those freaking crowds, yeah. man, they can dance like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> between between slugging beers and doing some. Whatever line dancing or whatever it is they do out there, it's, yeah, those those yeah. three gallon glass mugs they have, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's one of those things you know when you're at when when you're at one of those deals and the party's getting good is when more beer sloshes out of their uh-huh. yeah of their mugs and actually gets into their in their stomach. So that tells you that's that they're having a hell of a good time. They do uh, the whole ha hidey hidey ho thing. <laughs> yeah, that's know? uh, yeah. What was that on the main show? That's right when the guy would uh, yeah uh-huh. would, would that was a. Uh, that freaking guy that would just open deep oh, with that beer. I mean, so impressive. I don't see how it was possible. No, it was, it was quite impressive. I was, I, I swore I saw him pouring it down his tracheotomy hole, but maybe I was mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. I could have been mistaken, but maybe I was. All right. So let's talk about this here. So we've got yesterday the, the, the big, um, you know, every, this whole China thing was going on, and we always were two weeks away from a deal. And we finally hit that two-week mark yesterday, so we were. Um, it was really a dud, right? Nothing really crazy happened. The markets actually went down. Um, I think it's the uh, like I said in an earlier podcast. I feel like this is the a good a good case of the boy cried wolf too many times, and and now everyone's like, cool. Now show me. Now go buy something, and we'll we'll see what happens. It looks like most of the stuff they're going to buy is next year after the election, which. 
they're they're betting on uh, there's a new president. I think is what they're doing. So um, good luck with that one. Um, right. But I think there's uh, at least there's some stability back in the marketplace. So I guess from a from a guy that that goes out and farms every day and gets and gets out there and, and then has to sell his stuff on the market. I guess what's your what's your reaction to what you saw yesterday? Well, first of all, I didn't farm at all yesterday. <laughs> I went and checked cows, and I checked the fence, and I checked the water, and I went to town, and that's about all I did. So I sat at my computer and made a made a sweet hundred dollars day trading the S and P's. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was. Which, seeing as I was down a couple grand or grand at one point, I guess it wasn't all uh, total loss of a day. But uh, yeah, you know, um, like we said before we started recording, it's just classic buy the rumor, sell the fact. I mean, this is the perfect textbook of uh by the river sell the fact i know people it's a cliche but there's a reason cliches are cliches is because they always work they're always true mm-hmm. if they weren't they wouldn't be cliches and they wouldn't be overused but it's right. such the case especially in trading so um you know the only way it would have worked is if uh, there was some secret subsection paragraph three item four in this trade agreement nobody saw that increased the agreement another 40 billion in our uh favor it right. would have the only thing that would have kept the market steady or higher. So um, everybody already knew it was completely washed out in the market, absolutely priced in. And uh, what do you have as a result? You have wheat down nine and seven, and corn down four, and even cotton down. So um, yeah. it's just, uh, I mean, a class. I don't know how the. I hadn't seen any pre uh, kind of opening quotes on the um, livestock, but I would. I don't know that. I would assume if they're getting much break in the corn that the feeders at least ought to at least open steady it's not like we ship them a whole lot of beef anyway i mean the pork i don't know live live, uh, hogs maybe maybe weak just for the simple fact they already knew what they were getting so yeah it's um you know i mean if this is all we're going to get you know on your top side of your corn you know four four dollar ish is probably i mean outside of weather you know because i don't know what other big stories are going to come out now because i mean Corn doesn't really care about care about impeachment or anything like that. So, well, not yet. I mean, everybody else seems to keep trying to get this before too long. Corn will probably try to impe- impeach Trump if he keeps going down the <laughs> down the path it's going. I guess. Well, yeah, high fructose corn syrup will be all over that. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah. one of those things. But yeah, so you know, it's a uh, it's. I mean. I say I, I'm not surprised. I saw this coming, but if I was super sure, I would have had a whole lot of put. So I didn't. Right. But, um, you know, that's how it always goes. Yep. So yeah, typical stuff. Typical stuff. Um, I don't know. You know, obviously, I don't think the impeachment deal will have any effect on it. It's kind of no. they had. So did you see the video of the uh, Democrats walking over to the Senate to uh, deliver the impeachment papers? No, I didn't. It was like it was like um, some of the stormtroopers in Star Wars delivering the plans to the battle to the Death Star. All they needed was the Darth Vader's, you know, walk-in music. <laughs> I mean, it, it was it was. You would think it would be a scripted parody, is what you would think. They were literally walking. I don't think they were in step, like you know, like soldiers, but they were definitely like in a line. Like they all we needed was some drill sergeant singing. I don't know what I've been told, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. and they weren't going very fast. Yeah, but all I could, that's what it like. they were in. Like there was how many was there? Was there six or nine? I don't know. One of those. Anyway, they were they were walking two by twos. You know, they don't walk single file because they don't want to hide their numbers. They want right, <laughs> right. They want to walk side by side. So of course they weren't walking in the sand either. But there was yeah, there was three rows of them, two by two, in step, going across the Senate. 
to the Senate. I mean, you would think it was Monty freaking Python. Yeah, and that's that whole thing, man. I tell you what, it's this is about as embarrassing as when they tried to impeach Clinton. You know what I mean? This is oh yeah. This I mean, is the same dog and pony show, the same stupid thing that happens. And quite frankly, it's going to be one of those deals that um, it, it's going to backfire on the Democrats. And but, but to be honest with you, I, I honestly believe that the the fringe left there, if if they had they not tried to impeach Donald Trump, um, oh yeah, they would have gone crazy and they would have they would have all the they would have found someone even more extreme to bring into the office. You know what I mean? It's just. It's just this stuff is so old, and it is. I mean, it, yeah, it's backfired on the Republicans just the same back oh, in the nineties, yeah. like you say. And seriously, Casey, still, I have twenty twenty vision. That's still, right. still got We're it. Still on that. Yep. It's, Casey it's, just tweeted, "I have twenty twenty vision." I really don't. It's like twenty six seventy five. You know. I was so I got both me and my wife got ours lasered. It's been gosh, I don't know what three or four years ago at least. Mm-hmm. And I think I was twenty. Like she was one prescription stronger than me, and I was like twenty. I don't know if I was twenty two hundred or something. I was pretty blind. But man, that was the shiznit uh, that laser deal. Yeah, especially if you were the guy doctors doing it because uh, they ran you in there like a, a literal literal assembly line of people. Yeah, yeah. They, they fund you through that pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty tight. Especially pretty some dude waving a laser beam across your eyeballs. You think they'd want to take their time, but I guess they don't They don't have to. So it's <laughs> Although at nighttime when I'm driving and it's dark, all the lights look like the North Star now. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all the lights are kind of starbursty. Yeah, so that's yeah that's, nice. I've got that same problem too. Mm-hmm. Same issue. So what, when you look, what do you see out there right now? What are you, what are you tracking? What's, what's on the radar of, of Brent Carlson? Uh, uh, Oh, you know, Casey, I mean, right now it's just kind of sit in wait mode. I mean, we had the whole sign, you know, sign the deal yesterday. And uh, as far as, you know, down here at that, just um, where we're at, you know, it's all weather. So, uh, like I said, it's starting to uh, do some freezing rain right now, but it's going to be like back to 55 degrees tomorrow. So uh, right. we've actually had some pretty good moisture. You know, I'm, you know, we were joking. Landon was joking yesterday or not before last when we recorded about the wheat harvest. I mean, I don't know what kind of wheat harvest they're going to have. There is just no wheat. I mean, unless there's late wheat that's going to make, you know, in our area, there is just zero wheat pasture. Unless you planted it early or a little earlier than normal, you know, um, you don't really have any because it got pretty cool there for several days in a row. Like, I don't know, two or three weeks and that wheat just didn't grow. So, you know... Uh, let, we got fortunate. We we planted some a little earlier than usual, so and it got some good rain on it. So we got good pasture. But uh, you know, looking into um, the next uh, this coming growing season, we're uh, probably going to do you know same thing as we've always done. You know, stick with the corn and cotton rotation. We might actually throw some sunflowers back in there. The market's kind of yeah, they picked it up. We've gotten some better uh, better quotes for it. So we might some, throw some sunflowers in it. But um, you know, the corn is just. I'm gonna grow a little less. I just can't water it, so um, yeah, it's that right now. Right now, we're doing. We've got a, our electrical guys out or hired out, and they're going around all of our wells and sprinklers and stuff. And they're I had them do a safety check, and uh, so they're finding some stuff out there, um, mostly grounding problems, and um, a lot of the, I, I guess I didn't. I figured you figured this would be good, but a lot of the wells, when they uh, set the panels on, they're all electrical. They would ground it to the casing, 
I'm like, well, you know, you think that would be good. And we have most, almost everything we have is a submersible now. We don't have any turbines. And, um, you know, the ground, I guess they grounded the subs to the casing. Well, apparently that's extremely dangerous because if the motor grounds out, it goes straight to, it'll, it'll go hot straight to the casing. And I guess it doesn't ground and it's extremely dangerous. So they're, we're bringing a whole lot of ground rods at e or a ground rod at each um, location. So, um, I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that's what we're, that <laughs> that's sounds, what we're doing. That sounds but, shocking. Um, oh, man. You had tw I had 20-20 vision <laughs> on that cliche, on that pun. <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, you know, we had, we could have had a close call back this past fall with a with an incident. Fortunately, we didn't. So it kind of uh, brought to my attention that we're going to just going to have a, basically do an audit on all our electrical stuff because yeah. I mean, you don't ever get hardly second chance. So uh, lots of, we're to have a, our local uh, electric supplier guy or service guy, he's going around and uh, we've got lots of stuff to look at. So hopefully they don't, they don't find very many problems, but uh, doing that now. And um, like I said, we're getting ready for stock shows ourselves. We got the County show this weekend and then we're going to Fort Worth two weeks in a row first for the heifer. And then we got steer the next week. So we'll start hitting the highway a little bit here the next uh, few days. And, yeah. Uh, sounds yeah. like a, sounds like a blast. Got a lot oh, of stuff yeah. going on there. Doesn't cost any money either. At all. It sounds like it's all free, every bit of it. Yeah, yeah. It's a guaranteed win. Yeah. You know, so you, you trade, Trader Brent, that's your, uh, that's your uh, handle out there on the old tweeter. And uh, one thing I haven't noticed much this year for the last USDA report that came out here last week, they, they were talking about increased yields. In uh, in corn, but you know one thing I haven't noticed is is the piles of corn laying around. What's that? What's that like in your neck of the woods? Well, uh, that's because it's still on it's still on farm storage in the field. Casey. Well, that's true. Don't I guess you know there's, that? there's some of that going on still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't. You know, uh, no, there's not any. It's it's pretty unbelievable. But again, at this point, are you surprised? I mean, no. I, I just you. If there's a USDA report, I mean, how many times? More times than not, are they going to be? Is it going to be a bearish or a bullish report? Most of the time, it's going to be bear because bulls they just take so much. It just takes so much to feed it. Um, a bear, all you need is a lack. All you need is everything but extremely good report. You can right. have a decent report and it can still, you know, break corn off five cents. So uh, right. I'm not surprised. You know, um, you know, you would think. Of course, you still got to look at the demand side, and this was obviously before the um, whole trade deal was signed yesterday. That June, that January tenth report. So um, I don't know. You can't. You just can't. You know, you can speculate on a report, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't hedge my crop on a report. It's just, uh, you know, take protection is all. You know, all I, at this point. You know, after watching all these reports for years. Um, Unless you're just speculating on some cheap weekly options and seeing if you might just make a big hit or something, um, it's really not worth betting part of your, you know, your corn or your soybean crop on. So, because yep. um, more most of the time you're going to be disappointed. So, um, I mean, what what year worked the best in that? That was 2012, and then 2008 um, it was when we had all those big runs. Of course, you know. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if what they did on the reports those years. I'm sure they were pretty bullish, just for the simple fact of how dire this drought was in the Midwest. But right. um, so yeah, it's it's really kind of been there, done that, seen it, and everything. Um, USDA is going to do what they're going to do. Um, right. 
And it's you're just beating your head against the wall if you think they're going to change anything. So, oh yeah, um, definitely. Take a little, take a little protection if you got a lot of unsold crop, and go on. It's about all you can do, really. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Just it's just one, one of those deals. Play it safe. With with all these trade deals that we have now, with like Japan and what we see happening with China, and then we got the stuff that we see. If they ever get the USMCA deal figured out, with you know, Canada still got to sign their deal, and and we still got to sign our deal. Mexico is just like, hurry up, fellas, let's get this thing done. Um, what do you do? You think the export, the weekly export reports, are going to become more of an important fundamental than than what you see, like in these well, reports, I mean, stuff like that. Does the USMCA even change much of what we already had? Not, not really I mean, too much. But I mean, it's one of those deals where I mean, there's a few things that changed in it. There's, you know, we start looking at. Uh, what was that one that was a big deal? It was the nation of origin thing. Um, oh, country of origin yeah, labeling? that's it. Yeah, I think that was part of that. I think there was something okay. to do. Because that whole cheese thing with, with Canada was getting everybody fired up. Oh, uh, were they uh, <coughs> they take, take it out of the packaging, repackage it, and yeah. label it as American or something? Something like that. I can't remember something exactly like that. Yeah. They were getting all fired up about yeah, it. Yeah, but, but I mean, this is basically the, the net... NAFTA 2.0 is kind of what they're saying, isn't it? I mean, there's really not a whole lot of difference, is there? Not not too. Yeah. I mean, there's a few tweaks that are kind of a big deal, but not like over, like complete overhaul by any means of, of what it was. So it was right, right. kind of a repackaging with a different color label type of thing than I think uh-huh. to some extent. But I'm talking like beef exports to Japan and, and what you see with, oh. with China, stuff like that. Do you think those are going to have... Those markets, those reports will have a bigger swing on the market than what we've seen in the past. I mean, I I guess it's, anything's possible. Um, of course, Japan's our big, you know. What you need is like Korea, South Korea, and and uh, I mean, I just don't know how much China's. Of course, as, as their economy, well, of course, I mean, I know it's kind of backing off, but it's still growing at what five percent or something. Yeah. Um, you would think, you know, their need for protein, especially you know that higher kind of higher-end beef protein i mean obviously they're big pork country but um i mean we could we could never supply them enough beef if they were to get a taste of beef so um you know the exports and the livestock yeah i guess it could be a a kind of a new factor and everything but again i don't know i wouldn't get my hopes up because china's going to do china you know japan you kind of trust them but china you can't we we know how that goes and um Sometimes Trump tends to say stuff that <laughs> he doesn't mean, or something like that. So um, you you know you've got that wild card to begin with. So um, I don't know how ironclad this phase one deal is. I know China's, from what I've read, China's got to basically mind their manners, and then like we review it after a certain period of time, and we review whether we decide or not that China has minded their manners and uh, followed the rules. And, um, I mean, this thing could blow up just like anything, all the other news stories about trade has. So um, I can't remember what the time period was, but uh, basically we're giving a performance review to China and, and, and we're going to make the decision where, yeah, we're, we're pleased with how they're following the, uh, the agreement. So there's just so many wild cards that uh, um, 
you know, it's just more than about exports. So I mean, yeah, exports can blow up, and he could just—I mean, he could literally blow up the exports with uh, saying, you know what, China's not following the agreement, and all right, here's two hundred billion dollars worth of uh, stuff we're going to tariff again. Yeah, and, uh, away we go. Yeah, I was reading that this morning on my uh, pro farmer report, and it there was some the language that was in there that basically was saying like, well, either one of them after sixty days can decide they want to jump in or out of this deal. And oh, okay, I'm like, sixty what? days. Like, wow, guys, way to really hammer that one out. Well, I mean, isn't it the same thing as, well, an uh, unknown buyer bought a million tons of corn, and then the next week, after corn is rallied 20 cents, they cancel it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one yeah. of those do. And that's so, the other thing, too, about that, that that I find to be a bit crazy is, how do you not know who you're selling 100 million tons of corn to? Well, they know. They're just not reporting it. I mean, some guy shows up in like a black trench coat and, and a crazy has like, I'd like to buy a big billion. trench coat. I'd like to buy a hundred billion dollars of corn. What's yeah. your name, sir? None of your business. John. Yeah. <laughs> Ted John Smith. Doe. Yeah. None of you. Yeah. Beeswax, not yours. Incorporated. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. just, I mean, it's a game they play. I mean, it always yeah. has been, probably always will be. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. Unless we get some nut job in the White House where, like, did you watch? So the debate, that was oh, pretty, man. I didn't watch it, but that was pretty awesome. Uh, and I'm sure you've probably heard the video clip where she, the the uh, host asks um, Bernie Sanders, did you, at, did you tell Elizabeth that uh, a woman couldn't be president? No, I did not. <laughs> and then literally she goes to Elizabeth Warren. So when Bernie Sanders told you that a woman couldn't be president, <laughs> yeah. how did you feel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, that was talking about eating your young there. Holy crap, oh, man. Oh, God. Eating their own, man. Yeah. I loved it. They were just I'm like, man, you guys. And the questions they were asking were were just. If, if anybody. Softballs. If anybody wants to. The one of the trap. Uh, I was watching. I was, I was last night. Yesterday afternoon, I was on Twitter. I was looking for a guy's uh, information so I could send him a tweet about something. And the, the trending, the the one of the largest trending things on hashtags yeah. on on uh, Twitter yesterday was CNN is is uh, fake news, garbage. And uh-huh. I'm just oh. like, wow. So I'm like, hey, I just got to check it out. So I was going through and looking at everything. I didn't watch the debate, but I I kind of flipped through it and was kind of you know watched a little ten minutes of it, and I'd go do something else. I'd come back, watch it, whatever, back and forth. But the questions they were asking were like, uh, "Will you roll back the eco- or the uh, environmental laws that uh, President Trump had um, taken out of effect?" And what are you going to do we'll to make him, sure that? Will you put them back into effect? Yeah, we put them back into effect, and then um, uh-huh. what are you going to do to make sure there's no other president can can change them? I'm like, well, first off, that sounds a uh, lot like. You're trying to be a dictator and not, yeah, uh-huh. not necessarily a, a, a president of a republic. There, so <laughs> first we'll go to uh, first Castro. Would you like to answer that? Okay, okay. Now Lenin, Lenin, how do, what, how do you feel? Trotsky, what about you? Yeah. What, what's your thought on that? Yeah, yeah I'm just like, yeah. man, you guys got to lay off of this a little bit. But they were, they were doing all this stuff and talking about regulations and all those other things and how they're willing to put people out of work to uh-huh. to prove a point. And I'm like, man, you guys have done nothing well, to help yourselves here. I mean, remember when Obama said he would literally bankrupt the coal industry? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and look, look how, what happened. He, yeah. you know, of course, there's only so many coal miners. So, right. I mean, 
if he loses West Virginia, he's not going to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was a. They. They've. Uh, even when you know the other thing too about that was even after they got done, even like Van Jones was like, I've seen mm-hmm. nothing up this here that's garbage. gonna that's gonna make yeah. me want to see how they're gonna beat. You. I'm like, wow, that's yeah. And that's a, a that's a bold communist. statement coming from a guy like that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's a that he's, that debate was a just an atrocity as far as yeah. If I'm a Democrat, if I was a, if I'm someone up there thinking that Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden or whomever has a yeah, she snowballs I mean, chance in hell. Just that just proved that they don't. You know, even if he is Donald Trump and as divisive as he is, incumbents no matter what are just damn near impossible to beat. I mean, it's just. When's the last incumbent that got beat? You know, yeah. George yeah. H. W. Bush. You know, yep. before that, it, well, I mean, I guess Carter, but he was completely terrible. Right. But um, you know, most of most of these presidents have been eight-term presidents. So. Yeah, the only other president before that that would have been with Kennedy, and he got assassinated. So it was, you know. Well, now did Ford? Of course, he overtook Nixon's, but he didn't run for re-election. No, though. he didn't run for re-election. Uh-uh. Yeah. So that, I guess that doesn't count. Yep. But um, yeah, yeah, they like that power. So, yeah, they do. Uh, they get a taste of that, and they seem to kind of want to linger. They want to hang out there for a little while. But it's like, you know, back in the, I don't know, I think it was still the primaries going on when Trump, you know, he said, I could literally shoot somebody in the street and not lose a boat, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you know, if, if a, I'm like, okay, that'll do it. But, and then, I don't know if this is before or after his McCain comment where he said, I, I, I like soldiers that don't get captured. I'm yeah. like, okay, that'll do it. Yep. That'll knock him out. Yep. And nothing. Nothing. Yeah, he. That just I shows mean, you. You know, you, you take a look at what's going on in the Democratic race right now, and I, to my personal opinion, I think there's only one person out there that could even come up against Trump and 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 have any kind of chance of beating him, and that's Tulsi Gabbard. She's, oh, uh-huh. she's kind of she's very Trump-esque in in her. Yeah. Kind well, of, she's a military. Yeah, and she's kind of on that. You know, I'm I'm here to we're gonna do what the Constitution says type. You know, she does have. She does have her liberal views. She does have the, yeah. you know, the uh, universal, uh, what's that, income oh. and and, uh, and health Oh, really? Thing. Basic income? Yeah, and those kind of things are all kind of kind of get popped around there. And but, I mean, she's got. She's not crazy enough, dude. Well, and that's and that's it. That's she's not crazy enough. She's not the one up there talking about how they want. We're we're willing to go ahead and bankrupt the entire United States to make sure that the owls stay alive. Uh-huh. Uh, just those kind yeah. of things. That's just not. She doesn't. She's not saying that because she she got logic. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, um, that that's their problem. The Democrats is they they're they're cra- too crazy, and then the other ones are not crazy enough, yeah. and neither one can gather enough votes. So, uh, you know, I was always afraid that, um, oh, Obama's wife would get in the deal, but I don't know. Maybe she's making too much money. I don't know. I think she's making so, too much uh, money. I don't figure. I I would. <laughs> If Hillary, I can't imagine Hillary coming. I mean, I guess I can, but nah, she wouldn't win even if she got back in. I man. mean, she wouldn't win, but surely she's had enough beatings for one one lifetime. Those Clintons and their power—they like that. I mean, they it, like it's that, a, a lot. It's that they are a house of cards. If you ever watched House oh, of yeah. Cards, absolutely. Oh gosh, yeah, it's a absolutely the epitome of the Clintons. Yeah, they had that, and then they had um, what was that other one? It's it's almost like they they sit back. And you watch those debates, and they're one. They have a contest to see, like it's like you know, like a 
who can be the craziest. You know, like when you're in high school and it was just the fellas out drinking some cold beer or wherever at on on out some pasture someplace, uh-huh. and, and it, as everyone drank more, the 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 antics got a little bit higher stakes than, than the right. than the previous thing. That's what those debates seem like to me, man. Uh-huh. They're, who they're, can get the drunkest the fastest? Yeah. Yeah. How, how, how many bubbles can you count when I drink out of this bottle of whiskey? That's the <laughs> dumbest thing on the planet, right? But I always lost, <laughs> no matter what. But that they, was a lightweight. They do that, and these guys they they go out and they 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 play to the the most extreme oh, end yeah. of the party. You know what I mean? They're not trying to talk about centrists, you know, or uh-huh. even even like even the Republican debates do the same thing. They're they're trying to banter towards the the. The, the base, the but base, no, yeah. Yeah, but nobody really thinks about okay. I just, I want to be in the middle, kind of take uh-huh. both sides in and kind of figure it out. They're over there talking about the craziest shit on the planet, and it gets worse yeah. every time they do a debate. It gets that much more nuts before, uh-huh. what they want to go do. And when you start talking it's, about implementing uh, insurance for the for, I'm trying to think. It's, it's it's not a bad idea to figure out how to get how to cheapen up insurance because. You know, medical bankruptcies are the number one full mm-hmm. cause of bankruptcy in the United States. But when it's going to cost $53 trillion to, to implement that, it seems like that might be a little expensive. It's not even a expensive. real number. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's, you can't pay for that. There's not that no. much cash on the planet. So. No. I mean, it's not even, that's not even real. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's You're nuts. not even talking real numbers at that point. It's yeah. just stupid. So, um, yeah. Oh, I mean, the insurance companies, like, I know uh, I'm a... I've got a little inside track on some of that, like Humana, mm-hmm. you know, and that Obamacare deal. Ever since that Obamacare deal, they let Humana and like United Healthcare administer Medicare, and um, they just won't pay. They'll uh, they'll ride you. Um, I know a few bi- um, healthcare businesses that um, deal with them, and they quit taking their insurance because um, they won't pay, or they ride you, or they'll they think they they tell you next month. Well, we overpaid you last month, so last month so we're going to uh, not pay you for this month and that's what's putting a lot of healthcare businesses out of business so yeah, it's nuts you know, man it's crazy so it's all people are only taking traditional medic or i mean yeah traditional medicare or that advantage a so yeah yep. it's wild stuff yep. yeah more more government is definitely the problem so yeah it seems it seems to be it seems to be this this idea of a of a well you take a look around them the bigger the government always seems to work out for everybody involved in the long mm-hmm. run, uh, so yeah, it's a cluster bank. It is that definitely. That. <laughs> All right, all right, Brent. Well, we've uh, that's a good conclusion, isn't it? We've a cluster we're gonna, bang. We're going to end that on cluster bang. That's nice. All so, right. <laughs> all right, man. If folks want to find you, what's the best way to do that? Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's at Trader Brent and the Moving Art Podcast. And our podcast is the same places as Casey. We've got iTunes, Google Play, all those good places. So SoundCloud, Spotify, and uh, I think Spotify. I know Casey's on Spotify. Yeah, so, you got the, um, the five, bro. Yeah, and then um, not on the. I guess I need to sign up for the Instagram because it sounds like it's a pretty popular deal. It's the gram, bro. It's the gram. Yeah, it's, the gram. it's popular something. now. Give it two it's weeks, and then there'll be something else that's even more popular yeah. than that. So yeah, so yeah, we're everywhere. Check us out on Facebook too. Right on. And you can find the Moving Iron Podcast on all the great places Brent just rambled off, as well as the Global Ag Network. Check it out. See all the other great podcasters that are out there. And uh, check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. And uh, check out my website, movingironllc.com, for all the latest news to do with the Moving Iron Podcast, which is not very much. So check it out anyway. <laughs> other than that, 
I'm You're Casey. a hell of a self-promoter, Casey. Damn right I am. I bring it home every week. Um, also, check out Dawson Tire, man. They're a good sponsor Dawson here. Tire, Dawson Tire. <laughs> they're, they're a great sponsor here for the Moving Iron Podcast, and I appreciate their support over the years. So I uh, greatly appreciate everything they, they're doing here for uh, me and the Moving Iron Podcast. So, Do you get free tires? Uh, if I had a tractor, I probably might be able to swing a deal out of that, but I don't, I don't have a tractor. They don't gotta, do, do, they, do they do auto tires? Mm-mm. No, no. I might, they might do some sweet lawnmower tires. Maybe I could get some sweet. new, some new sweet lawnmower tires for my, my, my mower, but I doubt it. So, um, be awesome. but if I wanted to get a, uh, if I wanted to retread a, a 8345R, I got a good hiccup over there at Dawson Tire and Wheel. The preferred ag tire. tire. (laughs) The preferred tire and wheel provider in North America, helping people grow. It needs to be like that um, that that insurance commercial. Dawson Tire, Dawson Tire, and wheel like uh, uh, Lemu, Emu, and Doug. Yeah, yeah. Dawson Tire and wheel. (laughs) Yeah, they're uh, they're getting after it over there in Gothenburg, Nebraska. Also, they've got a place up in. up in by Detroit, and they got actually got a place in Canada. So, for all my Canadian yeah. listeners up there, make sure you check them out. Word. So, until next time, I'm Casey Seaman with my good friend Brent Carlson of the Dryland Farmer Podcast. Let's go move some iron, folks. Out. Dawson Tire. Moving iron in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Time and time again Through the years you'll find us here